Bold and body. This is Lena D, and I'm joined by my co-host. Yeah, yeah, it's Wesley. Whatever. Oh wow! Damn, Wesley. Tell them how you really feel. Hey, it's Maddie. Hey, Maddie. Shut up! It's my show. Bring some excitement in the house. Shut up, Wesley. (laughs) Come correct. Why you mad? (laughs) What we do? What we do? Desire? You You hungry? I'm fine. You know, Haitians always think you hungry. Yeah. Hungry as fuck. Yeah, I want some shit. Always want some shit. But anyway, so thanks for joining us this week. So last week, we dropped our collab episode with the Radical Latino. Yeah, shout yeah. out to the Radical Latino. Yeah, shout out to him. Hopefully you guys are listening to his stuff too. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if you haven't listened to that episode yet. What um, is you doing? Exactly. And we're going to give you a little snippet as to why you should go and listen to it. And also, it it ties in like the what we talked about in that episode. It actually ties in today, to today's topic. Yeah. But Anyway, last week we talked about white supremacy and racism. And so we thought it was only fitting to talk about reparations. Yo, which Kubian warriors. <laughs> you can on all of my nerves. All of them. So what? You're really like not supporting the narrative here. So just stop. Shut up. <laughs> what narrative is this? We talked about shut reparations. Up. Yeah, I want, them, I want my money. And I want it now. Yeah. J.G. Wentworth. A seven seven. Oh my cash gosh! Now. Not this commercial. <laughs> but the reason why we're talking about reparations, catchy ass commercial. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's my money, and, and I, I need want it, it now. now. There's always those jingle commercials that are so annoying. Right, my bad. And then you end up bringing them up at times where nobody cares about them. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. and then they get stuck in my head because now I'm also thinking about those um, freecreditreport.com ones. Do you remember <laughs> those? Freecreditreport.com like, ones. They had the whole ass songs. Them songs was popping. Yeah, that band needs to come back. <laughs> There's some in Spanish too, but thankfully I don't remember them, and oh, I don't want to like. I was about to say, sing, sing it. Sing it, Lena D. Sing it anyway. <laughs> sing the song, anime. <laughs> Watch, I'm gonna remember. Sing it right. <laughs> I'm gonna remember it at the most inopportune time. Absolutely, where I'm, in the like, middle of to, like, a fucking meeting or something. And be like, why am I thinking about this? Were there any Spanish jingles that went to the La Bamba? La 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 Bamba. Mm, no, no, not that I remember. Oh, okay. Most of them were to that other Macarena song. Uh, the Macarena? Yeah, the Macarena song. <laughs> dun, 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 there was like a couple that came out for that. And that wow. was like, and they would be like dancing in the commercial. Hey, shut the fuck up. All right. Remix. We're trying to talk about something serious. All right, 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 right. I think it's because we know how serious it is. So we got to like try to get our spirits up now. into it. Oh, geez. Because we about to be big mad. Yeah. But so anyway, reparations, it's been a fairly mainstream hot topic now for the past, like, I would say maybe a couple months and so. Um, but essentially, we wanted to talk about the um, the proposition, the, the, the proposal House Bill, uh, H.R. 40, and also just talk about the different points of view, points of view regarding it. Yo, There's been it ain't a lot getting of- passed because the Senate is like the majority of Republicans anyway. So what's the point? But I think it's still a good conversation to have because yeah, apparently people have a lot of different points of view on it. And some and a lot of people don't even understand what yeah. the whole argument is. And and some people, I think, are, are making it to seem like this wayward um, 
policy that has like no sort of historical precedence and the reality is that that's not true and so we want to talk about just like where this like reparations have been paid in history before japan uh and and america not, in america as well as other countries and there are things that are active conversations it's not just because something happened 150 years ago it doesn't mean that it no longer holds merit mm-hmm. um so we were going to like highlight some of the main um, opinions that have come that. up in the mainstream media, huh? as well as like our own opinions about it. What did you say, Wesley? I said, don't tell Mitch McConnell that. Oh, well, we're going to talk about his bum ass, too. Yeah, so his turtleneck ass look like fucking old ass turtle. What was that movie? <laughs> um, was, it you was look like you Mr. got eight nuts on your chin, bro. Wow. Finding wow. Nemo? No. Oh, um, which movie? <laughs> it was like Mr. Bean or Mr. Magoo or one of those. Where he's like, turtle, turtle, turtle. Oh, the, yeah, oh, yeah. I know what you're talking. I think that was Mr. Magoo or something like that. Oh, that's you, what I think about whenever I look at him. You look like the character from Up. Which one? The square haired dude. Don't disrespect no, him like that. No, that character was actually a nice Don't person. disrespect him He like wasn't that. nice. He, he was mean he learned. He learned how to love again. And um, no, I said Finding Nemo because I, I thought about <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that fi- that turtle from Finding Nemo. I thought that's why I said Finding Nemo, just in case people forgot the turtles in that movie. Oh, those turtles, turtles were dope. Dopey. They were, were high like as fuck. Four hundred years old and shit. Nah, them motherfuckers was high as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all of the turtles was on some real good shit. They met, they need to stop eating that damn kelp. <laughs> They thought that, it was kelp. That that yeah. sea, that sea Mary Jane. Because yeah. <laughs> there's no reason that them turtles were that. Nah, bro. They were, they were high. But, okay. So, back to what we were talking about. <laughs> Reparations. So, on June 19th, which was Juneteenth, um, a whole bunch of activists and lawmakers were gathering for like a subcommittee hearing on the topic of reparations. And so reparations, essentially, for those of you that may not know, it, it's the topic around whether the United States government should provide compensation to descendants of people that suffered from slavery. Potentially. Um, well, yeah, that's what they're that's discussing. But that's what it would be. So like if somebody is like saying, well, what's what are the reparations for? It's because because my ass was in chains, bitch. Or more importantly, my ancestors ass were in chains. That ain't cool. I'm going to get paid. No, I don't really want to get paid. But would you actually even get paid, though? I probably (laughs) wouldn't get paid. Most likely we wouldn't. Because we wouldn't because we're Haitian at first gen Haitians. But even if I I don't know if I would take that money. Since there was slavery in Haiti too, there might have been some of the same like slave owners. Fuck them Frenchmen. Um here. Oh yeah. So it's possible. I mean it was the whole trade triangle, right? Yeah. So there were so we different- probably could trace some kind of lineage. So basically the topic for those of you that are trying to follow along is like whether or not descendants of slavery or those people that were impacted by slavery should be getting compensation for what happened and sort of the the value of the 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 suffering and and the fact that they once slavery was over and they were trying to get integrated into a normal society the fact that the same economic opportunities were not available to them and so yeah. they're trying to f- figure out how do you substantiate that impact and how do you come back and and give reparations or or, or basically give people a way to kind of make them whole again even though like you never can really make them whole completely but at least the country could say we admit 
like we admit taking response, like our role in in creating this environment and taking responsibility for that by making it right with the people that were impacted by our actions. Yeah. And so, so, and so this entire conversation is really, if you think about it, it's not just slavery itself, but it's also the impact of Jim Crow, the impact of separate but equal, as well as like a lot of the racist housing policies. And you can even argue coming into like what modern day slavery age, which is like the incarceration system. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the background of where all of this is coming from. Yeah. And so for also for those of you that may not be familiar, um, the whole concept of reparations isn't new. So this isn't just like a buzzword that's been coming around. Honestly, some of you, especially if you're a little bit older, might remember the Dave Chappelle skit that he did when the Chappelle show was still on about what black people would do if they were ever paid reparations. It's actually pretty funny. So if you don't remember, go look it up. Do you remember it? You're looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. He bought a, he bought a, a baby. Uh, he cash. bought a, a truck. He, he bought, bought a truck full of Newports. Yeah. All sorts of. And then somehow, <laughs> somehow the world's richest man was a guy shooting craps. Bill Gates has been overtaken. By whom, you ask? A Harlem resident named simply Tron. So how did you become the world's wealthiest man, Tron? Hot hand in a dice game, baby girl. Six hours straight talking about clacking it, clacking it, clacking it, clack. Yeah, for like 10 hours straight. It was it was ridiculous, but just to show you, like the whole conversation around reparations or the whole concept of reparations isn't new. It's something that has been talked about for for centuries. Yeah. Um. And the reason I feel like it's really come back into the forefront is because of an article that Tanahasi Coates wrote for The Atlantic. Um. If you're not familiar with that, definitely look it up. I think it's a great read. Um, but it's called the case for reparations where he essentially argues like why reparations should be paid and the importance of it. And he um, really breaks down everything that Lena D talked about earlier, not just the impacts of slavery, but the, the impacts of Jim Crow and everything that happened after that, because the oppression of people of color didn't stop or the oppression of black people. Let me be specific. The oppression of black people did not stop when slavery ended. It continued just in different forms and in different packages which we talked about in that last episode with um radical latino also like just because it changed doesn't mean it stopped so the whole argument for reparations it came back up because of his article and to take a a more honest look at what it would look like and why it would be necessary so for anyone who's just like well slavery was so long ago like what's the point the impacts of it are still being felt now So we can't dismiss that. And even when you think about like, yeah, slavery happened a long time ago, but people that reap the benefits of that economic impact then are still the same people that are reaping the benefits of it today. Yeah. And so if you think about the economic value of slave labor at that point in time during the the years that America had legal slavery, it was six billion dollars of value to the economy at the time which is worth how much now and it's now worth 300 billion so in today's dollars slavery the institution of slavery was worth 300 billion dollars yep that's the gdp of like i don't even know how many countries combined all of like a certain person's like like exploitation 
And so then if you think about who actually benefited of that money, it's not black people like ever, ever. They never got any sort of benefit from that time. And so like there were no reparations back then. And so and then now the conversation is, well, this is still an issue that's impacting our country. So even if you look at the stats between like people like black people that have a certain job and then comparing them with the white person that has that very same job, there's still a disparity in like who's making more money. And so I think this, the whole point of like this reparations debate is to say, well, how can we get black people to be more on par where there should have been, they would have been, would have been if reparations had happened or if like, well, I guess we can't really rewrite history, but if slavery hadn't happened at all, how could we get those people that were impacted by the policies to a position where it feels like, okay, well, we've done our duty and we've kind of made them better off than they would have been if we do nothing. Yeah. And it's not to say that paying reparations would erase anything or, Mm -hmm. you know, make us even at all. And I think that is something that a lot of people think when they hear, oh, they want to pay reparations like that's supposed to be paying you off for what your ancestors dealt with. And it's like, no, that's not what it's meant to be. And I think we wanted to look at um, other instances where reparations were paid. Yeah, and there's a really good example of, um, well, there's actually, I'll start out with the one where the U.S. has actually paid reparations to the Japanese Mm -hmm. um, because of the internment camps. And so in 1988, Reagan signed off on the Civil Liberties Act, and it, it basically authorized compensation from, to more than 100,000 people who were of Japanese descent and incarcerated during that time, during World War II and the internment camps. And they provided like a formal apology as well as $20,000 in compensation to each surviving victim. And it only took them 10 years to like fight out and hash it out and for it to go from like basically the inception of the policy to to when it got approved. Mm -hmm. And so like that's something that in only 10 years it was approved. But we've been talking about reparations for like decades now. For slavery. Um, One thing I know you talked about the ones for Japanese, but the U.S. actually did pay reparations for slavery to the slave owners. So, like, not the people suffering from it. No. So, this happened back in 1862 when um, Lincoln passed a bill that would end slavery in D.C. So, that's where it was ended first. And part of that bill was that each slave owner, for their quote-unquote loyalty and support of the union, would be paid $300 for each slave that they no longer owned. So there was no money paid to the slave directly unless unless they agreed to leave the country. In which case those slaves were given $100 a piece. And, and they were still given less than like than the slave owners. Than the slave owners. Yes. Yeah. But they were given $100 if they left the country. So if you decided like you were a former slave and you decided to excuse me to stay here, you got nothing. But if you were like, I now nah, I'm out this bitch. They're like, yeah. here's a hundred dollars later, Gator. Which was crazy. But wow. so at some point in time, like reparations were paid for slaves and for slavery, but only in this very small and limited 
circumstances. But we had no problem like setting it up for the Japanese. And it could be because there were fewer people impacted by it. It could be because the economic impact of it was not as as significant Mm -hmm. as slavery was. There could be tons of reasons, but clearly the U.S. doesn't have issues paying reparations in general. This was so we have two examples of it here. And then we have Germany, right? Yeah, Germany has like it's just more of like thinking about out so something similar that would have disenfranchised people the same way that slavery disenfranchised black people. And so if you think of like the Holocaust and and the suffering that happened in those Jewish communities, so after 60 years, the Germans continue to have an active kind of like reparations program Mm -hmm. where they continue to evaluate like who they've actually been able to compensate. And they're still actively seeking out people that should be eligible for reparations and they still haven't like made the claims. Yeah. And so they're always talking about like, how do we continue to make sure that we're enforcing like this apology and like reaching out to those people. And so after these past like six decades, so the program's been in effect for like 60 years, they've paid out a total of 89 billion in compensation. Fucking crazy. And they continue. And they're still looking for more people. And they're still looking people. for more people that they know were impacted. Hey, do you want some money? <laughs> it's how like, about can you? Can you trace some eligibility over there? <laughs> like, what about you? Hey, you're Jewish. Did you did you get your did you get your 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 cut? Like, no. Fill this paper out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they're saying that there's still tens of thousands of survivors that more on the elderly side that have never received any form of support, and so mm. they're always like talking about it. They're still trying to uphold like the policy, and so I was like, okay, well, if it's been done in Germany, it's been done in the U.S. with other groups of people. Like, why okay. is it such? a hard pill to swallow to do it for blacks that were impacted right in the u.s because of the color of your skin it also took the u.s yeah a lot longer to apol- even issue an apology for slavery though that didn't come until what the early 2000s mid 2000s i think congress issued their apology in like oh seven oh eight Two thousand and seven or eight. (laughs) Mark my words. Fifteen years from now, we're going to hear about the kids who got left here because they they kicked out the the parents um, back to the countries. Talking about the migrant children. Yep. Mark my words. Fifteen years now, you're going to hear the same discussion over again. Guaranteed. So I know one thing that people that argue against um, reparations. One argument that they always go to is that reparations are supposed to be paid directly to the survivor rather than their descendants. So when we hear comments like your homeboy Mitch McConnell talking about none of us are responsible for slavery. That's where he they base that kind of argument, because technically reparations in every other case is paid directly to the person that was a slave. But those programs, so I, my my rebuttal to that would be those pro, the programs where reparations were specifically paid to the person that was directly impacted were programs that were put into effect right around the same timing of when the action took place. Mm-hmm. And so in the case of slavery, when there's been constant denial or, or, or like walking back from actually providing reparations to black people, 
and doing other actions that continue to disenfranchise them. I don't think that you can limit it to a single point in time. And I actually want to go back to the point that Wesley made about like, well, it's because of the color of their skin. And it's like, well, if you think about how we were talking about white supremacy in our last episode, there is an element of truth to that. Mm -hmm. Because if, if like you have other, if you have the U.S. sort of saying, okay, yes, we'll pay reparations to the Japanese, but in the same breath say, well, like you can't expect us to be responsible for something that we directly didn't control. But in any case, America is still the the place where it took place, right? Like you yeah. can't say like, oh, well, it wasn't us, but it was the nation that decided that that was the action at the time. And so I can't help but think that it is an element of continuing to want to oppress black people because of the ideology of white supremacy and how it's manifested itself throughout the years post-slavery. Or they might come up with some argument that says, oh, well, because, you know, we fought against slavery in the Civil War, that that was one of the reasons why we went to war because of that. But not really knowing your history, Lincoln didn't even want to free any slaves. He only did it because of a... I'm not even going to get into that, but regardless or not, I feel like that's what they're going to come up with. Like, well, we we won the, so the union won the civil war. So what's the big deal? Oh, I think somebody did say that on Fox news. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Somebody did say something around like, Oh, well, like, you know, history is already like in the books. Like we won, you lost kind of thing. Yeah. That sounds but, like something that Laura Ingram would say though. But, but, but then it's like not a matter of like, it was the same. It was like a civil war in the nation. It was still the same nation. And so they like her like i just don't understand the argument around like winning or losing because if we really want to talk about winners and losers black people are still the people that have lost out the most and so to make it equal if we want to make the playing field equal like i do think that reparation should still be on the table um and also like back to to the the comment of like mitch mcconnell like it it's not that okay during slavery they wouldn't have been around but the people that are in government today, especially the one like the Republicans that would be against reparations or those that have like white supremacist tendencies and would be against reparations, they have been around for some of the other injustices, though. Like, yeah, they've been there when there has been They're old enough to remember. Right. The civil rights movement. They were even if they were just kids at that time, especially Mitch McConnell's jowl neck ass. His old ass. Um, I'm sure we could find him in one of the pictures hosing somebody down. This is all me talking shit. Please don't go look for these pictures. Don't come for me. Like, I'm just, I'm just talking shit. It's like, it's, where is it's this? all a joke. Um, no, but there, a lot of them are old enough to remember the impact of the civil rights movement, to remember, like, what it was like when we were trying to live under segregationist ideologies. Like, this isn't, this isn't new. This isn't uncommon. The world we're living in now is much more is much different than what they grew up with. So it's not like they can act like they have no idea what that experience was. Um, I know we also wanted to talk about um, Coleman Hughes and this is going to be a bit contentious because we don't fully agree. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I mean, we have different <laughs> points of view on it, but he was brought in like, 
to do a testimony. So essentially when they were having these hearings on, uh, on, on June 19th, they had people come in with different points of view, both people that are for reparations as well as people that are against reparations. Mm-hmm. So Coleman Hughes is a writer that is um, against reparations. And so in his testimony, he was giving his point around the fact that he didn't think that reparations should necessarily be paid out to to every, him in his case even. he essentially says to, it shouldn't be paid out to every descendant of slaves based on their current social status you know what you can do there's an easy way to take care of this call the census you check one i want the money check two donate it to my neighborhood boom there you go we're not talking about anything that the united states government doesn't do every 10 years i don't know what the hell he's talking about well that that's he his point can also yeah. And I think that's I, I honestly feel like if you read everything that he said or listened to his no, testimony, yeah, yeah. like that's essentially what he's saying. Yeah. It's not not in that way. Like, no. oh, have a census. But his argument was not everyone that's a descendant of slaves agrees with paying or with reparations. He said one third of black people don't support reparations being paid. Mm-hmm. Um, And he was speaking for himself when mm-hmm. he said, you know, I'm. I lived a life of privilege, but my great great grandfather was a slave. But because of where I am now, I don't think that I should be paid reparations. Reparations should be paid and that money should be invested into the communities that really need it. And I don't know if maybe, maybe I'm a sympathizer, but people was really coming for his whole life. Yeah, like he was being <laughs> he called, called him a, a traitor, a Uncle traitor. Tom. All of that good stuff. Look, for me, those are words that have no substance. Like, people, oh, you're a coon. All right, well, my coon ass about to watch some Netflix. What about you? What you about to do? <laughs> like, these words have no substance, especially when black people call each other coons and sellouts and octa, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, that don't make no sense. I'm going to let that get to me. That's and it. I don't think he's letting it get to him, but it says a lot in terms of yeah. how much people support reparations being paid for everyone but i get where he was coming from yeah me too and i agreed with it like and we talked about this like it is we can't undo or deny the impact of slavery we can't undo or deny the impact of jim crow we can't deny any of that there were some black people who were descendants of slaves that did succeed by America's standards, right? That do have money, that are living in the burbs and going to Ivy League schools and have like vacation homes and Martha's Vineyard and all that good stuff, right? But that's not everyone. So I just feel like his argument is don't give me money because I don't need more of it. Well, he invested in other things. So, that will support this whole community, not just the direct descendants of slaves. Yeah, but I think what what's a little unclear and and what makes his argument problematic, and I think why people came after him because you could actually hear booing in the audience after he finished speaking. Um, oh, his ending was trash. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but that's the thing, though. So, like the like, but that's sometimes there's like where your argument is heading versus where it actually ends, and so his ended up saying that this. Pres- specific proposal would be like a moral, a moral and political mistake 
Yeah, Yo, you can't tell me that. Like, you can't he make also, a, a, a whole. Okay. He also started off saying, "I've always voted Democrat. I'm not a Republican." Like, which I felt like he don't come for me off of that because it would be after you heard when you got to the end of it, you'd be like, "Yo, Republican ass!" Like, and he's like, "I'm actually not." But go ahead, go off, sis. Like, <laughs> go ahead, Wesley. I just want to interject before people like he. I don't Republican. understand like why when you make the the argument based on like your form of logic then you have to, you know, appease a to the moral, um, the, the morality in others. I, I don't understand that. Like, you're like, oh, you know, the, it, I, what was the end now? Oh, that um, the whole proposal is immoral. Yeah. And a political um, mistake. A, yeah, a political mistake. Okay, so political mistake by who? Who are you to characterize what is immoral and what is a political mistake? You cannot make your arguments based on one thing and then you try to make it a personal thing by making it immoral and making it like a, a politically suicidal thing to to put this out there. Like those are two, like n- no offense, but those are two mutually exclusive things. Like you're you're there to give whatever logic it is that you have. How you feel about this is radically different than what your opinion is based on this subject. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. don't get why he said that last part, and that last part means nothing to me. But I feel like had you, he left out the last part, yeah, more like people would have. You almost given indemnified him. your whole argument by saying that it was immoral and political. Uh, yeah. That didn't make sense to me. But that's okay, though. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. And that was so. my thing. Like, up until then, I I got where he was coming from. Because he he argued like paying reparations isn't going to fix the current state of racial affairs. Right. But in you this had country. options. Right. He was just like, these are the options. This yeah. But I would like to see. Exactly. All right, and great. all of those things made sense. Makes and sense. it's just like that would uplift the entire black community, not just the community of descendants of slaves. Right. And then it was it would be stop. And if that he had stopped there, I think everybody would, else would have been like they wouldn't have like boo. Yeah, you suck, blah, it would have been when you start characterizing yourself as being not a Republican but a Democrat, and then you're talking about how the the amendment or the 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 act or whatever you want to call it the proposal is, the proposal is like immoral and politically motivated. Like that, shut shut the fuck up forever. At that point, just shut up. You're not making an argument based on what the opinion should be but rather how you feel. And I think what was wrong with how he ended that, and, and it's what everybody paid attention to, is that in, in, in essence, he made this great point about there's probably other ways that we could empower like black people and black communities. Mm-hmm. But then he basically just said, he but undid not, not with this proposition, but then there was no other like follow up to say like, this is what I think we should be doing. Um, and so, like, it, it, it's almost like he said we we should be looking at uplifting the communities in other ways and not just the specific descendants. But then this is just a complete mistake to do this. And so I think what people are going to get and like what I took away from it was like, well, he just wants to drop the conversation. Like, and so the thing is, like, there should be more debate and conversation about it. And yeah. I completely agree with like some of like the suggestions around like, well, you can give people the option if they want to take the money. And then if they don't want to take it, then have like other follow-ups to it. Because I don't think it's just reparations one and done. Like there, there's, there's obviously the reparations as to like, Hey, if there's like, 
out of the the hundred percent of black people that would be eligible for the program if a third of them don't want to take it okay well we ha- we're still going to cut out those funds let's repurpose those funds to still make sure that we're uplifting that community and that we're addressing the injustices that that community has, has suffered, suffered. Yeah. the other 66 percent that potentially might still be interested in taking it can you actually like find the direct people that were impacted by those things making sure that they apply and receive the money. And then you have the other third that it's just like, well, you can have them opt in to take it. And if not, you already have your plan B from the third people that you already know don't want the money. But I feel like it's more of a continuous discussion of like, what can we do in different ways? It's not just here's a cash payout. It completely like undoes history. The U.S. of that. Right. But no, that's not how how it works. It's like, yes, that's the first step. But then what's step two? What's step three? And how do we continue to make sure that we're empowering everybody that was impacted by that? uh, Maybe my mind's going into it. Let's say in the perfect world, this proposal goes through. Goes through the Senate. Life good logistically how do you make this work because how do you prove <coughs> whether or not you ancestry dna baby mm, yeah that that's not exactly like a an exact science yeah because mine definitely not. changed like what four months after I, the initial report i got right. like actually you have more benin in you and it's like i knew it fucking haitian <laughs> <Nick. laughs> like how do sorry. you sorry guys lots of you know Lots of slaves didn't know how to read or write, and when they got paid, um, let's say when 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 runaway slaves volunteered to the army, they were told to just mark here, Mm. make your mark here. Like there was no, they didn't know letters from numbers. They just no. I think it's more so on that's the slave owners though kept records of who their slaves were. It wouldn't be on so 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 it would just be a tracing the ancestry. From those records oh this was a transaction right. like when you bought a slave it was a whole transaction they had ledgers on it this is how much i paid for the slave this is when i bought them this is who i bought it from right this is how long they worked for me this is who i sold them to right, right. so all of those records i mean are it, i mean like i i don't like i name drop a lot but um as as crazy as these guys are they managed to like trace their dna the hodge twins back to their back to the Hairston plantation in Virginia, which I thought was crazy amazing. And there's a huge book about it, mm-hmm. which I think it got me fascinated. I read about it. I was just like, wow, that is, that's crazy. Like you own a whole bunch of slaves or yeah. whatever. There's definitely yeah. ways to, to trace so, it. I, I don't know if everyone is going to be able difficult. to do that. Like, because I- it, it'll be like the nine 11 fund where like, like like you volunteered at nine eleven, volunteered, so there's no real record of it. Mm-hmm. But you're having health complications based on breathing in the dust, and then they make it super hard for you to get the treatment that you need, right? Because you need to prove that you were there, yeah. not knowing that I just felt patriotic enough to do to just show up to just yeah. show up and do cleanup. So it's kind of yeah. one of those things, and I feel like because you, of that happened in two thousand one. And we can't even get like accurate records on that. So imagine. No, I feel like with slavery, they would have to be able to trace more accurate. Records. Okay. Because it was all like. And most people know, like within too. their families, mm-hmm. your family knows right. like, oh, yeah, your grandmother or your great grandmother mm-hmm. was a slave. So 
and a lot of people they have the documents they have the pictures it's just like this is the plantation that they they were born on right so when you think about the fact that slavery was a business there were ledgers on all of this like there were detailed ledgers so i don't think it would be that difficult to to be able to trace ledgers right ledgers don't get there's been a lot of archives oh really yeah like if you go to slavery museums and like mm-hmm. old plantations and stuff, mm-hmm. they still have the archives and all of that. Have all that evidence. It's I'm crazy. wondering if right it's, it would even have been digitized at this point. Like that would be a good question. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but yeah, it, there are tons of ledgers and archives. You see that all over the place. Okay. That's how most people are able to say, "Oh yeah, this is the guy who owned my great grandfather." Um, I was actually reading an article recently. Um, about this guy living in the South and he was, um, it was a white guy mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he knew two black teachers in the school that he worked in. He was a principal. Mm-hmm. He's like, I heard their last name and I actually, he's like, it dawned on me one day that my family owned them Oh, geez. at some point. He's oh just like, God. because I know this was like my great grandfather's name and they have that name. Right. So he was able to trace it back and be like, oh, shit, like my family owned their family. Did he say slaves. something? I don't know if he said anything to them. <laughs> like, I just I skimmed through the article, but I was just like, that's fucking crazy. So if he could figure it out by hearing people's last names, <laughs> be like, hold up, wait a minute. Hmm. Black people in this town with my last name. Son ain't right here. Then it wouldn't be that hard for you to to trace the ancestry of the descendants of slaves that are still here. Okay. And so, you know, what's interesting to kind of the flip of that, right? So like Mitch McConnell's talking about like, Oh, oh we, we can't <laughs> be held liable for something that happened 150 years ago. And that we didn't like that. I like, basically he didn't have direct responsibility for, but like white people that came from families that own slaves know that they came from they white families that, that exactly. own slaves. It's and bullshit. So, I mean, it's a bullshit a of, argument. A lot of the plantation owners now, like, account for what twenty percent of the wealth now, generationally, mm-hmm. something like that in the United States. So that's what I'm saying. If, if they you know slaves, you know, yeah, for a long time. Exactly. Like, it's not. It's not like it's some big secret. No. And it's not like we're Your a small population that is just like in the in living in the dark, like. No everyone knows so i do still agree with you like logistically it would be difficult and it would take a long time um but i think just in terms of the argument of should reparations be paid i think for the most part we agree yes but in what form yeah is where there tends to be a lot of contention right because you know, some people, when they hear reparations being paid, they think about that Dave Chappelle skit where you're just giving a whole bunch of money to black people and they're going to waste it and blow it on whatever. Right. right? Like, oh, I'm going to go invest in like a fucking chicken shack or whatever. Like, I really, I want to say that was one of the things that happened in the skit that he did. <laughs> but it was just he was just doing all sorts of ignorant shit. And that is the idea that a lot of people have, like what black people would do if they were paid reparations. Like they would just get ignorant. And but nobody's like following what other people that have gotten reparations have done with that money. And that's like, part of nobody. That's never an issue. 
exactly. Like it goes hand in hand with what we were talking about, where it's like it's about the image of black people. It's about what people have told themselves that black people are and what they do. It's like, oh, if we give them this money, they're just going to do this, this and this with it. But can I ask you what the Japanese Americans that you put in those internment camps and pay twenty thousand dollars? What did they do with it? You don't know. And you didn't care at that time. So why should it matter to you now what anybody that's paid reparations from descendants of slaves do with whatever financial compensation that they may get? It shouldn't matter, but all of that plays into it. And it's crazy. So that's when you have people that disagree with someone like Coleman Hughes, where it's just like, I think the money should be put into changing the systems or uplifting it or changing, not just like putting money into it, but we should also spend this time and energy in changing the prison industrial complex we should spend this money on uplifting um or improving education in these communities that like can't even afford textbooks just like okay so maybe i don't want reparations but i want these communities to be improved but there are or i don't want reparation to be paid to me let me specify that but i want that money that you would have given to me to go here instead like I think that should be the larger discussion versus should it be paid? Yes. Mm-hmm. How should it be allocated would be, I think, what's most important. Yeah. But I, I so I think I, I, under, I agreed with that part of it of like there's a more systemic issue at mm-hmm. play, right? That it's would not, not be changed. That by if, if we yeah. just pay reparations and do nothing else, like there's still going to be like the need for, for prison reform. There's still going to be the need for um, having like inequities in either between like white neighborhoods and black neighborhoods that would still exist. Um, Or even like discrimination in the workplace would still exist because to the point around like images of black people versus images of white people are Mm -hmm. night and day. And it always is about like black people are going to do something that's like not reckless or it's not worth the investment. Like those communities are not worth the investment. And so I do think that it's two separate conversations though. Yeah. So there's a conversation of, of reparations where there are black Americans that were impacted by slavery that are living in poverty and Mm -hmm. them getting that money is potentially their opportunity to make it out of poverty completely and build wealth on themselves. And And so like kids and for their kids and their families. And so the concept that black Americans are not capable of doing that for themselves just continues to reinforce a negative image. And it's also an image that's not accurate. Yeah. Um, But I do think that the government in recognizing and like emphasizing the fact that, Hey, the American government during this time was responsible for all of these institutions that like ended up disenfranchising blacks. We're going to start with reparations as a first step. But then I think you have to dismantle everything else that's a continuation of what slavery was 150 years ago. Yeah, that means and no more redlining. That's red the line. hard part. Right, no more redlining. That's the hard part that I think because, because it would be so complex is why you have so many people that are like, let's just not do it at all. But then let's that, just not yeah. even talk reparations because it's like, okay, let's be honest, like, Giving somebody a check, cutting a check for someone doesn't doesn't fix anything. So we're like, okay, yeah, you could cut this check, but we still need to make these changes. It's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, y'all are asking for a lot. 
let's just not do anything. Let's just ignore it and continue. Like y'all made it this far. Like you'll be okay. And I think that's why you have so many people that are opposing it. Cause it's not a one and done type thing. You can't just cut a check and be like, all right, cool. No, that's not enough. I'm about to blow your mind with this next tape. It has nothing to do with this, but. You gonna you, talk about that dog that's barking? No, not the okay, dog. I hope y'all can't they, hear that. They can't even hear that. I dog. hope y'all can't hear that. <laughs> that dog is really I got a aggressive. Specialized hardware that like, that, like, that shit that is out, really yeah. losing its fucking mind out there. Yeah. But it's just like I don't understand how they they label people of color as lazy, but then you want me to be the slave. How? Oh, I read a quote so, recently where so, it's just like yes. we wasn't lazy until we stopped working for free. Exactly. Yeah. How? So you I'm, said slave I'm, slavery and slave labor yeah. gave how much into this economy? Three hundred billion. Three hundred billion equivalent. Billion with a yeah. B. With it's, a B. But we lazy. Yeah, but we're so lazy. Got it. All right, cool. You know what? roll with that. But I don't know. I think it's it's um like there's a lot of issues with like our economy, our government. And like I think our society in general, um, but having these difficult conversations are the only way that we can start making progress. And so, kind of to your point around like, well, let's not just let's not do anything about it. It's like you have to ask yourself, well, when you continue to have disparities in in different neighborhoods just because of the color of the skin of the people that are living in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm when you continue to have disparities in education, when you continue to have disparities in like the economic value of individuals, just because one happens to be white and another one happens to be black. What I don't think any of these people that are against even having the the debate on reparations and they don't, they want to sweep it under the rug and do nothing like they've been doing for the past, you know, hundreds of years um, is the fact that as an entire nation, you're just, impeding progress for the entire nation Mm -hmm. because you realize that these people live here. They're a part of the fabric of America. The reason why America is where it is, is because of the free labor that they were able to equip because of what that government, like the laws in the government were at the time that allowed for this to continue happening for so long. Yeah. And so like, if you have people that aren't whole, if, and, and you have people that are continuing to want to claim more of the wealth, it's just going to stifle overall development for the U.S. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me to not have these conversations and not to find ways to make sure that everybody has access to the same opportunities. Right. And so I do think that it's the right first step. I think it's taken forever for this to even become like a, a topic worth discussing. Um but I do think that it's not enough just to pay reparations. It has to be, okay, this first, and then what else could we tackle? Because there's like so many, like it's so complex. Like you said, there's so many layers, but it has to start somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. So I think, and I really hope that it's um, a discussion that continues and that it doesn't continue to be swept under the rug like it's been for so long. Um, so I know we're going to keep an eye on what's happening with this. Like we said, it's unlikely that it'll def- it'll be passed under this administration. 
um, we're being for real. Yeah, like, for real. <laughs> and I'm actually like, I'm like, I'm glad the conversation's happening, but I'm very skeptical that anything's going to happen anytime soon. Any actual real progress yeah. towards it. Um, but I mean, this is, it was huge. It was huge when it happened. Um, and I, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. And we talked about this, like none of us in this room would get anything. No. <laughs> No. But I also just want to see black people do better. So even if I'm not directly going to be impacted, like I'm still rooting for everybody black. Hashtag Issa Rae, what up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, even though it won't directly impact me, it'll impact my community. Right. And that's the the growth and the progress that you know, I do want to see. You know what would be awesome, though? It's like if, if Haitian slaves got it, too. Well, if there was a global reparations movement against all nations that colonized and enslaved other people. That would definitely be interesting. Um, Europe would be bankrupt. France and Spain would all be bankrupt. But that, that, like, that's how they generated the wealth, though, was off of the backs of free labor. Exactly. Of people and of color. That, think about how many places they colonized. They would be absolutely bankrupt. Like, completely. <laughs> And because of how many places and how many people were impacted, like them paying out the reparations wouldn't even be significant for each person because it's so many people. So it'd be like, you get $2. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's because there are literally a billion people that we need to pay. I'm being a dramatic. No, there's a lot. But it's just like there are millions of people that we need to pay. So it's like, this this is literally all we got, guys. Uh, (laughs) Here you go. Here you go. Like, then me and me and Wesley could could get a cut. Yeah, you guys <laughs> from get a France. cut from France. All, all three dollars. It would be like you get two dollars, three euro, and seventeen cents. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, run me my seventeen cents, please. Thank you. <laughs> but it would it would definitely be interesting. And I mean, we only looked at these three examples, and I'm sure if we kept looking, we would find a lot more examples of times and places where reparations were paid. Um, I know in Haiti in particular that Haiti has to pay France for their freedom, which is um, insane. When they paid which, nothing, I'd have let them the the when they cut off those heads of them slave masters, left them there. Don't come back here. That's from the war because they did that for real. I know that they did that. I would have left them there. They, we still had to pay France. I, I, I because right. he agreed to pay them. He didn't have to pay nothing. He wanted a better I wasn't, thing. I, I wasn't there. You know, we're not going to have a history lesson over here. (laughs) It's not a history lesson if I'm saying, like, we can't undo that. But that's just, like, that's the shit that happened where it's like, oh, yeah, we oppressed you. You pay us. But y'all got to pay us for the money we're about to lose by not having you. Yeah, because we don't have And can you stop cutting our heads off? Okay, thanks, bye. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like the reparations that were paid paid to the slave owners. And exactly. It's, it's like, like wait, the slave what? owners got paid more per slave than the slaves got to leave the country. I, I want to keep stressing that they were paid to leave the country. So all of that go back to Africa bullshit was real. It was like, if you go back to Africa, we give you a hundred dollars. If you stay here, it's going to happen. It's like, um, you better hope for the best. And the country that they refer to is actually Liberia. Shout out to Liberia. There's so but, much progress to be made, but I, I do. I, I hold out a little bit of hope that no this, 
Like, I know a little bit because I feel like I can't really get my hopes up or get too excited about it. This administration's garbage. They're it bullshit. is complete garbage. That's why it's I don't, that's why I'm confident. I'm not confident or I'm confident that nothing's going to get like achieved anytime soon if as long as Trump and his administration is in office. Somebody needs to snatch his Because none of these issues speak to them. Like, especially like with McConnell's like. Turkey neck, jowl neck ass. I just, turtle, turtle, I can't. Turtle. <laughs> But I do hope that this continues to stir debate around, well, what could what programs could be enacted as a, as an outcome of these subcommittee hearings and of this work? Because, yeah, mm-hmm. like in a way, it's like, OK, people get money. Some people will actually need that money yeah. and, and they'll, it'll probably make a huge difference in what they do with it. And then some people will probably squander the money. Like, yeah. I mean, everybody it's is real. who they are. It's like, a possibility. It's a possibility. But then if. If we're at least at a point where we start talking about it, then it's like, okay, well, what else can we do with this conversation? Like, what else can be changed to make sure that we start to peel back, like, that, that those thoughts around, like, disseminate, I mean, diminishing the impact and the influence that racism has in, in our lives and, and also holding people accountable for, like, you know, it's not like this is an injustice, like, Racism is an injustice. The, mm-hmm. the points of view of white supremacy cause injustice in our society. How do we continue to push the envelope of becoming more just in our in our communities and especially with people that have been disenfranchised before? And yeah. so I'm hopeful for that. Absolutely. Um, and especially with like the newer um, like people that are in office, people that have been getting elected that are non-traditional like government mm-hmm. people. I think they really have the the power to do so but i think it also takes people from their communities and their constituents to also be involved that remain active yeah. and pushing to actually see this change because mm-hmm. this is definitely something that could fall by the wayside if we if we just yeah. stop talking about it um and i'm calling it trump gonna lose next year just gonna put that out there i believe that that's it what's your indicator my indicator did you see how how thin of a margin he won the last time? What? In yeah, Minnesota like, and Pennsylvania and in Michigan? Nah. He 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 goes. But he still has his he core base. He still has his core base. Yeah, and his core and is not enough. They every white man could vote for him and he would still lose. It's not about the white men. It was not the white men know, that carried him last time. It was the white women. No. Dumbass ladies. But I'm not gonna say that in the, the white ladies. Be specific. Don't <laughs> yeah, come it was white women. <laughs> ladies that decide to vote for this fucking clown. Let's be real. Look, I'm not gonna front. I'm. I'm not. Look, look where you're at now. Not as confident. I'm as not as confident a lot of about people. That. I'm very confident. I'm very confident. I hope. If, if I they, very much hope that Democrats he loses. Stick but, to the issues, and I'm gonna put my stuff out there. I'm gonna put my own opinion. If they don't put Joe Biden out there. As like the the elect, I think they got a better opportunity. But that's but they like have the Joe Biden is trending right as beating him by the highest margin. Yeah, again. Okay, we're not going to get into all of this, uh, but because yeah. <laughs> with this, it'll be a whole different conversation. Again, I don't believe that Joe Biden would be the best person as of right now. His 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 chance was in 2016. That's For who, America, that's I don't think Joe Biden would be the best, but to beat Trump, he he's. 
I still believe in Bernie Sanders. I still believe oh, in Elizabeth I, I'm Warren. I'm all on board. Elizabeth Warren is talking about forgiving student loan debt. She had my vote right there. Yeah. The moment she said, we want to eliminate at least 50K but, like, of student plan, loan debt. Like, her plan was just like, okay, that actually makes sense. She's the only it's one that like actually has plans right now. Right. Who's so. just like, this is what I'm going to do. Everybody right. else is like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> you, would, you would it's swear. like, I just got words. You would swear when I was just like, oh, I don't like I don't like Hillary Clinton. Oh, you don't like her because she's a woman. No, I don't like her because of our policies. I don't like it for the stuff that she's done in the past, especially to, to my country people. in Haiti. So oh, I'm not, I, don't, I don't care facts. what y'all got to say. I don't care about none of that. It's not that I, don't I still like her. voted for her. Yeah, I had no choice but the vote. Like, yeah, she was like the only person that it we would be just make sure nobody in here voted for Jill Stein. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I low key was just like telling Lena, "I'm gonna vote for Harambe." Yo, she was like, "What? What you doing he, that for?" I was like, "I'm voting for Harambe." He's like, "I'll write why, it in." Why would I? I'm I writing like, Harambe I in. Harambe got more votes than Jill Stein in one of these states, apparently. And it was that kind of ignorance that caused that caused Trump. Yep, exactly. I didn't put and Harambe. Though. My thing is, I fear that we'll still have that kind of ignorance. Nah, I think this time For around, I think people more are people now, are just like, oh just shit, super woke. Yeah, and again, we had a whole season some... of American Horror Story based on that super, shit. Y'all better yeah. pay attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won by some super thin margins. Margins, yeah. I don't think he's gonna win by in in this in this general state of affairs based on the stuff that he's doing. I don't know, man. I, that, I really the, hope the, not. The That's electoral college is still around. Like, yeah, but I, again, like you have to win the popular it. vote in that state to get it. And like, if you're winning by like three thousand votes, five thousand votes, like ten thousand votes, that's not enough. Like, that swings the other way before. real easy, real fast. It was enough before. It was enough that's before, but I'm saying like, if you're coming into the election where your your approval rating can't even is hovering around forty percent. I don't know, man. But haven't all these states continued to like redraw the lines and like they the boundaries? Gerrymandering. Yeah. Like everybody's like all of the like that's been happening for the past like three yeah, years. Okay, so there's a thing about that because Pennsylvania had they redrew their maps to make it more favorable, or I should say not even favorable, but more equitable. But a lot of times when you make things more equitable, it represents a more diverse population. They struck it down in North Carolina, but in Pennsylvania. The maps are drawn. Like it's over. They 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 couldn't gerrymander. The reason why he won last time because they gerrymandered that state. Not this time around. That's how come like the house with all that house stuff that went on um last year, Pennsylvania swung the other way real fast. Mm, I don't know. I guess it's 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 to be seen in the next year. All right. Well, all hail Alexandria. Right, you heard it from here right. first. You heard it from here first. Wesley is Wesley calling, calling it. Wesley's Trump calling lost. the 2020 election. Trump lost. <laughs> don't matter who goes up against him. I just hope it's not Joe Biden, but don't matter who goes up against him, he's going to lose. That's all I'm saying. Um, We're not going to have another four years of Trump. I guarantee it. You can write it in the books. All right. Later, Gators. All right. Peace all out, right. Girl Scouts. Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.